I'm Dawn. And I'm Ashley. We would like to welcome you to the Work It, You Are Worth It podcast. Where two friends sit around and talk about healing, growth, and healthy relationships. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Dawn. How are you today? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm amazing. I hope all the listeners are doing wonderful wonderful today. I hope so too. Summer is officially here and so hopefully everybody is enjoying the weather and um, getting outside and doing some great um, self-care in nature. Oh yes, it was beautiful out today. Oh, it's yeah, it's been actually really nice here. Not um, as humid typically, um, but it'll get there. But I mean, it's humid, but it's not like it would normally be. So it's been kind of nice. There's been a nice little breeze. So but nice. anyways, anything yeah. of uh, anything of note happened this week? It's been actually a really, really good week. Um, but I got to share a story that happened to me today. So I'm super excited about this. But then my bubble got burst. But so I want to share my first story. So after I the guy that um, brought me to CODA and I split up um, as a codependent, I gave way more than I should. And that means financially as well. So I had signed for a car for him. Yes, he made the payments. But when we split up, he leaves the car in my driveway. I didn't have a car payment. I freaked out because now I had two cars. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't afford to pay $270. I, so in this big whirlwind, um, freaking out from, a fi- from the financial perspective, I traded in two cars and got my new car, which I love my new car. So I don't regret that. But because I had extended myself with credit cards, um, I had a cho- I had really I had a couple of choices, right? I could continue paying the minimum payments and I could keep doing that and or I could get a consolidation, like do a consolidation loan or do some sort of consolidation. So that's what I chose to do. I actually went to a company and got a consolidation loan or consolidation um, plan. So I made I paid this company every month from four years, five years whatever it was. So I was paying X amount of dollars and I've been paying it. So my graduation date, as they call it, is coming very close. So I was like, well, let me look. And I called them and I did some talk to them and I ended up, they told me the balance that was left. And it was like $500 was like 550 bucks. And I'm like, huh. And I pay 400 a month. So Oh, why don't I just pay this off? I can just pull the money from savings. I'll pay it off and I'm done. So I did. So I was so excited, right? Because for me, I've been paying an ex-husband for paying back my, my retirement because of a divorce, because of, you know, choosing a person that partner that wasn't financially equal. Um, I would had you know, doing child support, which, you know, all of that, the child support's done, all that responsibility is over with, you know, now that Colin's 18, I paid back the 401k last month. So that was a load off. So I'm like, okay, Mark's done, right? I'm not paying for an ex-husband anymore. And so this milestone today was the last piece of the guy that brought me to CODA. And that was, it was exciting. It was like, oh my, like, for me, it was like, everything I have now is healthy Dawn. Like every bill I have is, is the healthy Dawn who's, who's done it from a responsible, healthy place, a non-codependent place. And I'm done. Like I literally now can put that past all that bullshit behind me. So I was super excited. 
it sounds to me like you're describing a story where you cleaned up your own mess, took responsibility for your own actions, and now you've seen the other side of that and you feel, would accomplishment be a good word? I am so proud of myself. Congratulations, Dawn. Thank you. And I was, I wanted to share it. I wanted to tell somebody so badly because like, for me, this is huge. Like, right, this is, that's my past. I can say now 100% that is my past. There's nothing that's here today that was then. And there's- I am hearing that you, you have made an amends to yourself with this. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way, but you are actually very correct in that. I did it. I did it. And I'm proud of myself. And I've worked hard. And it was hard, right? I mean, that was a, that was a, car, plus, a car payment. You know, that was, uh, I, I, it was hard. It, I struggled some months, but I did it. And it's done. And I'm proud of myself. Dang it. I am proud of myself. And I'm happy. And I was excited. Good job. I'm proud of you, too. Thank you. So I, like I said, I wanted to tell somebody. And I really wanted to tell somebody in my head, this is what I said, I wanted to tell somebody that was there, that watched me hit rock bottom, witnessed my rock bottom, knew what I went through, watched what I went through. So I called my mom. Oh. And I, so when she answered, and I, uh, let me preface this, um, mom, I, I know she'll listen to this. I know she's going to hear this and she's going to hear this for the first time on here. Um, I love her. She is, has made such an amazing, she's made such amazing progress, but my mom is still an active codependent. Um, And she says to me, first thing out of her mouth was, oh, now you can pay our bills. And my balloon just lost all its air. And I then had to, and then I went into this whole place of trying to get her to understand what I felt and why I felt that way. And after, so why did your balloon lose all of its hair? Because I wanted, it's what I wanted, right? I wanted her to be as excited for me as I was. I wanted her to be as proud of me as I was. And what did you think she was giving you? I felt like she wasn't giving me anything. Like she gave me like... Because I told a story in my head of what she was going to do and what I thought she was going to do and say and be excited and how she was going to react. And then that wasn't. I Like, she didn't give me anything. Like, <sighs> So let me ask you to finish telling the story. So after she says, ooh, now you can pay our bills, then and what? Proceeded to like, well, no, mom, you don't understand. Like, this is huge for me. This is, you know, like, this is a very symbolic thing for me. And, you know, right, whatever. I was almost a physical therapy, so I could only talk for a minute. And I then we, you know, it was done. It was, I hung up. And so I had Did you ever feel like she understood what you were saying? No. No. Um. I want you to finish what you're saying because I know I keep interrupting you, but I have another perspective for you before before Good. we end this, just so that you're ready. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm almost done actually. So beautiful. Um, so I went to physical therapy and like right, and then at that point, I just was done with it. I let it go, right? I didn't hang on to it, um, and so I was, I was then I was like, you know what? Let me call. Let me text a couple of people especially one person who is one of my sponsees who financial things we have talked about a lot. And so she could, she would relate. I went to her and of course there was celebration and 
you're such an inspiration. You're such a, you know, you're leading by example, and we appreciate that. And good job. And that's got to be a load off. And um, great work. And when I texted them, when I texted these two, two people to share this with, the first thing I said to them was, I went to the hardware store for milk. And I know we're going to elaborate on that more, but I want to hear your different perspective. So, before I, yeah, so my different perspective about this conversation. When you shared with your mom that this bill was paid and, and you didn't have to worry about it anymore, and she, I assume, jokingly responded, because I, I, I assume she doesn't actually need you to pay her bills, right? Right. So I assume she jokingly responded, oh, now you can pay my bills. And from my perspective, right, someone who does not have the view of your mom that you already have, that you have from previous life with your mom, from uh -huh. previous knowledge of her, from my perspective, I would have returned that with, heck yeah, man, I got 500 extra dollars every month. What are we going to do? Go party? Or some kind of funny, silly response like that. Because then she's right. I hear her saying, oh, you have all this extra money. But at the same time, I hear you saying, but what I really want is your validation. Yes. And I think one of the things for me, and I think it was. It was an old trigger, right? Because I've always been seeking parental validation and it's not something that I've gotten. And so I think where I, the wind went out of my sails was, oh, I didn't get it again. And I don't think she even realized that you were looking for that validation. Probably not. In all honesty. And, and in all reality, do you need that validation? I don't. I don't. So, let me ask this. Did you go to the hardware store for milk? Or were you at the hardware store and all of a sudden decided you needed <laughs> milk and then thought you would grab it? Probably that one, actually. Right? And so that was my other perception on this. So let's talk about what the heck do we mean by going to the hardware store for milk? So what, what do we mean? Ashley, do you want to explain how you perceive um, when we say go to the hardware store for milk? Yeah, so typically hardware stores don't carry milk, right? Typically you walk, walk into a hardware store, you can get screws, nuts, bolts, grease. Sometimes you can get some cleaners, mm -hmm. but you can't typically get milk. Um, every now and then you might get lucky. Don't please anybody go looking for milk at your hardware store and yell at me because you found milk. Because every now and then you might get lucky and you might have some milk at a hardware store. But for the most part, you would not go to the hardware store to buy milk. What that means in translation to me is I cannot go to someone for something that they cannot provide me. My mother for example, does not do well with my negative feelings about life. My, right, if something's happening and I feel badly and I call my mom, she just doesn't, she gets hurt, she gets angry, she tries to fix it, she calls the person that it's about and yells at them, um, she stresses about it, she worries about it. My mom just is not someone I go to when I have bad feelings about something that I just need to work through it. You know what I mean? Yes, I do, because my mother is very much the same. She is going to, I have to limit what I say to her a lot of times because she will stress about it and obsess, no, she'll obsess about it. Yes, obsess is like my mom will stay awake for two days yep. straight obsessing and ruminating about all the possible situations and scenarios where I was angry at Nick for not buying me flowers on Mother's Day. Side note, I'm not angry about it 
actually, I think he did buy flowers. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> right. But my mom, if I called my mom and I was like, mom, Nick didn't buy me flowers. I feel so sad. She would like spin this into how he doesn't love me and he doesn't show me how he loves me. And it's not intentional. It's just what happens when she sits and ruminates and obsesses about someone she loves dealing with these negative feelings. I actually so be, understand doing that. I used to do that. That's very I used to do it. Classic codependent behavior, which is why Absolutely. my mom does it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, that's right. That's that's codependency. So because of all of that, I do not go to my mom with negative things that aren't a big deal. Does that make sense? Like, I might call my mom if someone that I'm close to passes away and nobody else answers the phone and I need to get my negative emotions out. Mm -hmm. I may call my mom for that. But I call my mom for other things all the time. I tell her all about all the good things happening in life. I talk to her about the kids and Nick and the dog. I talk to her about my job. I just don't go to her with those little grievances that I have in my day-to-day -day life because she can't handle them without worrying herself. So I don't go to the hardware store for milk. I don't go to my mom for something that she doesn't have. Another good example is someone who is in a relationship with someone that they know is married, right? Someone who is a an other partner and you know that your partner is married. You know, and yet you you want commitment. You want a relationship and yet you're dating someone who's married you can't you're going to the hardware store for milk you're trying to get emotional attachment from somebody who is emotionally unavailable and already emotionally attached don't go to the hardware store for milk do you have another way to explain it Don? i think you, you you hit it spot on i can't think of any um better way to explain it i know that in the past, and I tend to, now I'm not going to say I do it all the time, but there are moments that still that I would try to do that. Um, trying to think of an example that I could use. Well, like, let's even use the example today okay. that you were talking about with your mom. So, like, you you went to your mom to share this the situation that you were really proud of and you went there with an expectation of validation. Yes. Even though you know that your mom is not historically good at providing unbeknownst val needed validation, right? Does that make sense? Yes. She's not good at providing validation that you haven't previously asked for. Correct. Yes. So, I don't think you went to the hardware store for milk. I don't think you went to your, your mom to get validation. I think that you were sharing an exciting thing with your mom. And when you didn't get validation, you all of a sudden decided that you needed validation. Of course, subconsciously. And then, after thinking about it and working through it, you were able to easily let it go because you realized you didn't really need that validation. You were proud of yourself, and she just couldn't understand where you were coming from with it because she hadn't been in that situation. Right. Yeah. So you didn't actually go to the hardware store for milk. You were at the hardware store and then decided you needed milk and then got upset because you couldn't find milk. And then you got home and realized you already had milk in the fridge, so you didn't <laughs> need it at all. Yeah. That's exactly what <laughs> happened. <laughs> That's, I mean, and how many times do we do something like that, right? I mean, I can think of myself at the grocery store mad on my way home because I forgot to buy something. And then I get home like, oh, I didn't really need that. I did buy that after yeah. all. Never mind. I love that perspective because I didn't, you know, as I was going through this today, you know, like I said, for me, I went, like, I wasn't looking for her validation. Like, that wasn't the reason I called her. I had 
I was. I just wanted somebody to be as excited as I was for me. I don't know. You're right. She probably was, you know, she was joking. And it was a very, well, now you can pay our bills. And and I have to remember that my mom is a codependent. My mom is, yes, she's come so, so far. I also, it's the story I told. It's what I wanted to hear. It's what I, right? It's, it was all about me and what I thought, not what I thought, but like. What you expected. What I expected, yeah. And Somebody told me once that expectations are just pre-formed disappointments. Ooh. Preconceived disappointments. Expectations are simply preconceived disappointments. Interesting. Right, because if I expect nothing, then I cannot be let down. If I love you for who you are, and I do not expect you to respond to me in a certain manner, I do not expect you to do anything. I simply love you each and every day because you are you. And I may not like some of the things that you do, but that's just part of life, right? I deal with whether or not I like something, but I continue to love you irregardless of whether or not I like something, then how you react or what you say or what you do should have no bearing on that. So if I never expect you to do anything, then I'm never going to be disappointed and I will always love you for who you are. You know, it's so funny you say that. So last night, my mom and I were having a conversation. We were talking about something. We are talking about the podcast, talking and just kind of talking about our relationship and how it's it really has evolved um, with my growth, you know, the, the, the growth that she is, is trying to do. And it was such an amazing conversation. And we were talking about I, what we were talking about the whole thing. I just... Right. I just want you to love me. I just that's all I want to do. I don't want it to be anything more than that. Just I want you to love me for who I am and I want to love you for who you are. And that is as of last night, <laughs> that's where we were. And we still are. I'm not saying we're not. I'm just saying I had this then this happened. And I think the thing about it is, is. I sometimes forget, I expect, because my mom has come so far, and I know I keep saying that, because You she, want her to be different than who she is? Yeah, I forget that she's not as far as... You want her to be. Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth. Exactly. Yes. She's, right, and every single one of us do that. I do that to Nick all the time i constantly expect him to give me certain things to say certain things to be supportive at the right time to give me space at the right time he's just supposed to know what i need when i need it and i just expect him to do it and if he doesn't i get disappointed i get upset i get frustrated heck People at work, I expect them to do certain things. And if they don't, I get disappointed. I get upset. I get frustrated. Even when we're not talking about, like, people who, right, someone in a, in a boss position that has given orders, I don't know another word in the moment to say it, told someone that they need them to do something who is a subordinate to them, even when I'm not talking about that, I'm just talking about a coworker, right? I expect them to be there on time. And if they show up 10 minutes late and I get all up in my feels about it, I'm now mad because they didn't live up to my expectation. Right. And if I'd have just kept my mouth shut and met, not had an expectation, I wouldn't be sitting here mad right now. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I... I don't have these expectations of people anymore. Like that is, I'm just like, eh, whatever, right? But I. But you didn't really need the milk. You just thought you did. Yeah, 
And in, the, in that moment, in that space of what was it, maybe 10 seconds yeah. between conversations between you and her, and wow, I'm really, Dawn, I'm talking about me and what we talked about before the podcast as I say this, right? Because <laughs> I just did it today. In that space of 10 seconds where I was talking to my daughter and she was talking to me, I got all up in my feels and before I even realized it, I thought I needed something that I didn't actually need and I got upset that I wasn't getting what I thought I needed. And then when I had time to process it, I realized I didn't really even need that in the first place. What what was I upset about? But then it's on me, right? Mm-hmm. At that point, now the situation is reversed, right? Because now it's on me to now go to my daughter and say, hey, my feelings were hurt because I thought I needed this, but really I didn't actually need that. I apologize that I reacted in this manner. Maybe I don't need to apologize because maybe I didn't react in a negative manner. But I do, right? I, she knew that my feelings were hurt. And I'm sure your mom knew that you felt some type of way about it, you know? So I, I do. I owe that to my daughter to make – actually, I owe that to myself right? to make an amends for my behavior and my actions and be accountable and responsible and, and go to her and say, hey, I, I thought I needed milk and I got mad that you weren't giving me milk and I didn't actually need any milk. So why do – so where does – where does this stem from? Like, I mean, this expectation we have of people, of society. And it's crazy because we fight against it as a society. Like, right, it's, you know, we're, we're trying as a society to be different and we're trying, we talk about it, but yet these still, these underlying things are just there. I was actually having this conversation with somebody the other day and I'm trying to remember what we were talking about. And it was just it was the kind of the same thing. It was just the societal expectations that are put on us that it's just not reasonable where it's I mean I don't know about you, but I know about me as as a child, as an adult as a daughter and as a mother, moms are supposed to be these holy, amazing creatures who can do everything and know everything. And they are emotionally supportive at just the right time. And they're disciplinary at the right time and their work mode at the right time. And they multitask at the right time. And I expected my mom to do these things and to know these things. I expected myself to do these things and to know these things. And I have no doubt that my daughter expects me to do these things and to know these things. And I don't even know what most of these things are, but we're supposed to know them. (laughs) And yet we all know that none of us really know them. That we're winging it every single day. Absolutely. We are all just flying by the frickin' seat of our pants and doing the very best we can with what we have in this moment, even if you don't think it's good enough. Mm. Even if I don't think it's good enough. Even if it's just plain nasty. Even if it's disgusting and disappointing and awful and gruesome and every single one of us. It's just doing the best we can with what we have. And if I can genuinely and authentically believe that, then I will have no expectations because I don't know what your best is. But I know you're doing it. So I'm thinking about expectations. It's like, so what... How, what can we expect? Like, what is a reasonable expectation of someone? You can expect to find milk at the grocery store. Right? Yeah. Like, I can expect 
that my boss at work is going to tell me what to do. I can expect that if I pay a lawyer, he is going to do his best to defend me. I can expect that my waitress is going to wait on me. Um, I don't believe we can expect anything of anyone in any position that is not a monetarily paid position. I just think that if we have expectations of those we love, that we will be disappointed. And I'm not saying it's easy and I'm not saying I'm perfect. It is impossible not to have any expectation. Maybe it's not impossible, but it feels pretty impossible. Um, right? But if I don't expect to find milk at the hardware store, I will not be disappointed when I don't find milk. If I don't expect a blade of grass to provide shade, then I won't be disappointed by a blade of grass that can't provide shade. If, if someone shows me over and over that they cannot be emotionally supportive when I need them to be emotionally supportive, then it's on me to not go to that person when I need emotional support. If I go to that person for emotional support and they have shown me multiple times that they cannot be emotionally supportive, how can I be upset when they're not emotionally supportive? How many times do you stick your hand on a hot stove before you accept that it's hot? Yeah. So what about in a romantic relationship, for example, like something like trust, like Meaning, I would expect my partner to be faithful. I would expect my par um, partner to be committed, um, affectionate. And what happens... But do you? Right? I mean, if you expect your partner to be affectionate, and then your partner's not affectionate, you feel disappointed and angry. If you expect your partner to be loyal and your partner goes out and has sex with somebody else, you feel disappointed and angry. If you have no expectations, you will not feel disappointed and angry. I do not need to expect my spouse to be loyal to find out they're not loyal and leave. I do not expect Nick to stay sober. However, if Nick falls back into alcoholism and addiction, I will leave. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So what you're saying is these expectations really are, in a way, stories that I'm kind of telling myself of what should, should and I'm putting air quotes around should, happen, and then they're not happening and I'm the one that's suffering because they didn't happen. So I'm not kind of saying that. I am absolutely 100% <laughs> saying an expectation is a story I am telling myself of what someone else should do. And when that doesn't happen, and I try to control them using my feelings. So, but that, that is known as manipulation. Yes. Do you see how codependency runs this vicious circle in our lives? Um, yes, I'm, I live it very well. Right. If, if I go into each day and just take the day as it comes, as it is in this moment, with no expectation not good nor bad, but a positive outlook, a positive perception, how can I go wrong? You can't. It's not easy. No. I work every single day to do just that, to remind myself in the mornings as I'm driving into work and I'm going over all of my expectations in my head, I, I try. I try to remind myself that expectations are simply preconceived disappointments. And yet, there are still things that need to happen. 
So I need to be, I need to find a way to know what needs to be done and still not expect it. It's just living in the moment. Looking at me and my, you know, where I'm at, like, again, I don't really have expectations of people like in CODA, for example, right? With sponsoring and all of that. I don't get upset if, if somebody cancels at the last minute because I never had any expectation for them to show up. Like, so am I disappointed? It's just, okay, whatever. I'm going to keep it moving, right? That's all I'm doing. Work. I'm just, you know, I'm good there as far as like, I'm just there to do, I'm there to do my job. I'm going to do what I need to do to get the job done. And I have no expectations that anybody else will do anything. And so I'm just going to do my, what I need to do to get that accomplished. My kids, I used to have, expe- and all of this, I used to have expectations. Like I would have expectations at work. I would have had expectations with my kids. We, ex- there, you know, looking, thinking about with kids, like, I mean, I don't know how many times I've heard p- parents say, well, I expect you to call me every week, or I expect you to, you know, to text me every day, ex- expect you to, well, like you said, if they don't, then I'm disappointed because they're living their lives exactly what I raised and I wanted for them to do in their lives. That's what I wanted. That was the, the goal. And then something like today just comes literally out of the blue. We said, I wasn't, that's not what I expected from her in the beginning. But then it went there. It didn't stay there long. And I guess there's the win, right? It just, it happened. But it's like, man... I'm like, ugh. We all have to go to the hardware store for milk sometimes and then realize that we don't really need milk. It happens. That's life. That's every now and then we we have to do it. And what I heard you say there is you used to do it all the time and now it happens rarely. <laughs> that is true. That is very, That's very pretty true. darn good. Because it's not, I don't believe in the word never, so I guess rarely I should take it and run. Yeah. I mean, that's a hell of an improvement in my opinion. It's a, yeah, it is. And man, I'm just, should be proud of myself all over the place today. Yeah. Let's look at another perspective of this going to the hardware store for milk. Okay. Or expecting shade from a blade of grass, right? (laughs) Because I like that. I like that analogy, too, because that's a little bit different, right? The hardware store is still a store, right? And and so maybe you'll find milk there, um, maybe, maybe, but at least you're at a store. But a blade of grass cannot pro- possibly provide a person shade. And what I mean by that is I, I kind of use the example of someone who is dating a married person. In dating a married person, that's like, expecting shade from a blade of grass, right? Or let me use something that I have experience with because then I can actually talk on it. <laughs> in in expecting an addict to think the way a sober person would think. So expecting an addict, an alcoholic who drank 14 beers before he went to bed to remember the fight we had in the morning and why I'm mad at him. That is expecting a blade of grass to provide me shade. After 10 years with Nick, I knew damn well that when he drank 14 beers and we got into a fight, the next morning when I was still mad, his response would be, I don't remember it. It didn't happen. (laughs) I knew that. And yet I still spent another five years getting angry at him and fighting with him when he was wasted, drunk, and then being mad for a week later because he didn't remember it and I took everything personal. Right. I literally expected a blade of grass to provide me shade all the time and then got angry when that blade of grass could not possibly do what I was expecting of it. So not only... Do we need to be realistic in, in I, I don't know how to say it, not only do we need to be realistic in where we are going to get what we need, but we also need to be realistic very much in what it is that we need from where we're going, 
right? If I go to the hardware store and I'm at the hardware store, I need to buy the screws and nuts and bolts that I need. I don't need to leave the hardware store, run to the grocery store to get milk, drop the milk off at home, realize I need screws and nuts and bolts and go back to the hardware store. This analogy just came in my head and I don't know if it's going to make sense or not, but I feel like what I, in a way, what I did was I went to the hardware store for milk, but instead of getting milk because they didn't have, don't carry milk, is I bought all of the stuff, the, the, the screws, the, the metal, the, all of that to, to be able to milk my cow. <laughs> so I went but you don't have a cow right <laughs> right yes right like I get it I get exactly what you're saying like oh I'm here I might as well get everything I need to make happen what I want to happen and then try to force it to happen but I only then to realize I didn't actually have the cow to get the milk in the first place right so I have all this stuff that is doing me no good it's not gonna help I me. love our analogies <laughs> I don't know why that just popped in my head, but I'm like, that's what I was really doing. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is, right? You were trying to, because in the end, you did. You tried to tell your mom what you needed. You tried to get the reaction yep. you were looking for. Yep. You tried to coerce her into giving you the emotional display that you wanted. And then you finally realized that you couldn't get it from her, so you, you went where you needed to go to get it. Yep. And it was, right, and they came from a very understanding heartfelt place knowing how hard the program is and how hard we work and to have to be able to get to that account and right I didn't have to go into this eloquent you know speech of what happened and why and how I was feeling and all of this it was a very simple done in text so you know how brief it was I mean it was so brief and they were just they were just, wow, great job. You should be so proud of yourself, right? And I want to so, I want to go back. Uh, I want to ask you actually a question about the situation with Nick. What you used was he would drink 14 beers, you would have a fight, and then you'd be mad for a week, whatever. So did you find yourself trying to convince him of the fight you had? Oh, I wouldn't try to convince him. I would force that shit down his throat. Oh, okay. Oh, I would scream and I would yell and I would manipulate. And then he would try to let it go and he would try to move past it. And I would make little snarky remarks or sigh or roll my eyes. Like, I, yeah, no, I didn't. I, I shoved that down his throat. There was no letting it go. There was no accepting that he didn't remember it. I knew damn well that he remembered it and he knew exactly what happened and he was faking not remembering it because he didn't want to deal with the issue. And I was damn well going to make him deal with the issue. And, and I'm assuming that did not serve you well. Well, I mean, hell, all we did is fight. <laughs> he, he didn't remember what he did. If I drank 14 beers, I wouldn't remember right? what I did either. And yet here I was pissed off at him because of some stupid shit that he said and he had no memory of it. Right. And some, so he wasn't capable of remembering. So he, do you really think he was capable of knowing what he said? Right. Or making amends for it. Right. Or taking accountability or responsibility. And so I would, I would force him and force him. And I was just getting ready to ask you this with your mom and, and what you had said is, had she, right before you went into physical therapy, after you gave her your long list about all the reasons that she should be super excited for you, yep. had she then said, oh my God, Dawn, I am so happy for you. That is so amazing. I'm so proud of you. How would you have felt? I wouldn't have felt any better. Because You'd have probably been more mad. Like, how yes. condescending. I don't want to hear that shit now just because I told you to say. Yep. That's what I used to do to him. Yep. He would finally acknowledge. So after just to get you to days shut up. of yes, after <laughs> days of hammering him with how bad he was that night, he would finally say, "Okay, I was awful, and I am sorry, and I don't know what to do to make it better. I'm sorry." And I would be like, "Whatever. You don't even mean that. You just want me to shut <laughs> up." Well, yeah, because he didn't freaking remember it, and I right. won't leave him alone about it. Of course he just wants me to shut up. Wouldn't that, isn't that what I would want? 
Exactly. Like, we would have done the same thing that he was doing just to make it stop. So with that knowledge in mind, there was literally no winning. No. Had he simply apologized and said he remembered it and said he was wrong, I would have been angry because he was lying. And had he stood his ground and argued that he didn't remember it, so he wasn't wrong, I was angry at him that he was lying. There was literally no winning. Unfortunately, where it went with your mom today, there was absolutely nothing she could have done once she made that statement, which she only had 0.5 seconds to make and think about. And so once she was like, oh, great, you could pay my bills. Then you were immediately like, oh, wait. Uh, and there was no winning after that. No matter what she did, no matter what you did, she didn't think about that response and how badly you needed her to respond differently. She thought about where she was and how she felt. And who knows, maybe five minutes before you guys, maybe right before you guys got on the phone, she had a bill that she was dealing with. And so maybe her head wasn't in a good mental space. True. And she was like, oh, pay my bills. And you were, that was it. That was the end of it. And here's one of the things that what I'm thinking right now is right here. I'm having this conversation, right? I took afterwards and I get out of physical therapy and I, I reach out to people that I know that would be excited. And I have, it was a very brief conversation, but now you and I are talking about this and I honestly can sit here and say, my mom, if I asked her about it, she'd be like, probably wouldn't even remember it because she, didn't really mean anything by it. I mean, I know that. I know she didn't mean anything by it. And I'm not mad at her at all because, like you said, it was my expectation and I was let down because I made that expectation. And let me put this out there, too, just for your mom to kind of hear because I know she's going to hear this as we're saying it. I know that this is not a big deal to you because... If it was a big deal to you, you would not have been able to bring it on air like this in this manner and just talk about it. At all. I I know for me, I have to talk about the easy things, the things that I have already worked through and I've already let go of on air. That way I can deal with the harder things without sharing it with the whole entire world, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Um, You know, we... We do have a little bit of a conversation before we get started. And, you know, we both will bring things to the table. Obviously, this was one I didn't bring, I didn't tell you about. And I think there's the thing, too, is if it would have been really bothering me, you would have known about it before the call. Right. And by not telling me about it and by it not being a big deal, all of our listeners were able to get this genuine recovery conversation where... You started out thinking you went to the hardware store yeah. for milk, and then we thought you went to the hardware store, realized you needed milk, and then got upset you didn't have it, and then realized you didn't actually need it. And now we've come to the conclusion that really what happened is you went to the hardware store and realized they didn't have milk, so bought everything you needed to milk your cow, and then realized you don't even have a cow. <laughs> So you just went to the grocery store, bought your milk, and mm-hmm. everything was done. Yep. It's literally that. So I hope as your mom hears this, she does not take this personal. And I hope as my mom and even Nick or our listeners or my kids, because I talk about them a lot, yeah. as anybody hears this, I-, I hope you understand that as we talk about these things, this is about our growth, right? This is about our healing and our recovery. This is not anything negative about the people who are involved in these situations. Um, I know personally the people that you guys hear me talk about, such as Destiny and Cameron and Jeb and Nick and my mom and my sister and my dad. and my These are the most important people in my entire life. Mm-hmm. My brother, my, right? Yep. These are the most important people to me. So it is not anything bad about these people. It is simply my healing in our relationship. Yeah. And 
bringing the things that arise in our lives and that the in our relationships with these people you know the whole point of bringing them to the podcast is to use real life examples because we've talked about so many times we as a codependent our stories are very very similar right it's the it's similar patterns it's similar situations it's just the details are different. Absolutely. Right? right? Same story, different book. Yep. There's so many things that you and I talk about, and we had very different lives, and even yes. in this moment have very different lives. And yet, look at the similarities and how very similar everything is. Mm-hmm. And sharing that allows for listeners, for people to be able to apply maybe some of the the concepts behind what we're saying to their own lives to apply the story apply these things to their own story in their different book take our experience and strength and gain some hope from it yes um ashley great way to end that is a beautiful way to end i love that oh yeah me too That was good. All right. Well, this has been another amazing podcast. Yes, I have enjoyed every minute of this with you, Dawn, and you listeners. Thank you, Ashley, for your wise words. I appreciate it. I needed to hear it. Um, And hopefully someone else will get as much from it. I'm sure they will as I did tonight. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you all next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. We would like to thank you for joining us on this journey of self-discovery. Visit the Work It website at workityouareworthit.com to submit your questions and topics for future episodes. And remember, work it because you are worth it.